Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton, and I'm really excited to chat with you today about... Something that has been trying to get my attention because it came up on the last episode of the podcast and then the following morning, the morning after I recorded that episode, it came up for me again. So that is what we're going to be talking about today. Before we get into it though, want to remind you that we have just started our several weeks of free group coaching to everybody on the wait list for the fall 12 Weeks to Transformation. So why do I do this free group coaching? What is it all about? Before I open up registration for the fall 12 Weeks to Transformation, which starts at the very, very beginning of October, and it runs October, November, December, uh, and wraps up right before the holidays. But the reason that... I want to do this free stuff before then is because first I want to know you better. I want to create an opportunity where not only you can share with me your struggles, your questions, your challenges, I also want you to get to know my style. It's one of the best ways to get a sense for if the 12 weeks to transformation is going to really be valuable for you. A lot of people have never worked with a coach or people who have worked with a coach, maybe it wasn't a positive experience. So I want to give you that every single week for the next few weeks for free. Those emails go out on Mondays to everybody who is on the wait list and we'll sprinkle in a few bonus ones along the way. So there'll be a few extras in addition to every Monday But I also, lastly, want to use these weeks of free group coaching to really share my philosophy about change. Because there's a lot of people who are going to tell you what to change and why to change it. But there's not as many people who are really walking with you in how to change. Because we all have lists and lists of what we should change and Lots of clarity on why we should change it, but then what do we do on those days where we feel unmotivated? What do we do when we come up against those same excuses or frustrations or feelings of apathy, like, I just don't even care today? So if you want to participate in this, get a few weeks of free coaching before registration opens up for the fall 12 Weeks to Transformation, just get on the wait list couple of ways to do that. You can go to the show notes page for today's episode for a link, primalpotential.com forward slash 648, or directly to the waitlist page, which is primalpotential.com forward slash transform. 
I think I told you guys the other day, or maybe I told my clients in the 12-week weekly coaching webinar, but either way, I had been doing CrossFit before I got pregnant, really liked it, enjoyed it, and even when I moved and the gym was farther away and adjusting to the puppy, I could do CrossFit workouts here at home quite easily, burpees, box jumps, kettlebell swings, that sort of stuff, and I really enjoyed the intensity. Now, everybody's different, but when I found out I was pregnant shortly thereafter, nausea and vomiting, not happening with CrossFit. (laughs) Just like, no. Not only physically did I not feel well enough, but it just didn't feel right for my body. That level of intensity didn't feel good. No intensity felt good, quite frankly. So after a few weeks, I was like, all right, what else can I do here? And I decided to give a go to this new Bespoke studio that opened up near me. If you have never heard of Bespoke, um, it's kind of like Spin, but a little bit different. And I thought, you know, I don't know how long into this pregnancy it's going to feel super comfortable to sit on a bike, but for as long as it is comfortable, I will keep going and keep trying. So I've been going for a couple weeks now. I really, really enjoy it. I love the fact that the intensity can really be modified to the individual so you never feel like you're, you don't fit in or you're behind. If I feel uncomfortable, I can dial back. If I really, really, really want to push, I can do that too. I was scheduled to go to a class this morning and I oddly scheduled it kind of mid-morning. So I was in my workflow and the last thing I wanted to do was get up and work out. I just wanted to grind through the work. There was so much stuff I wanted to get done. And I was really thinking, I don't want to go to the gym. I don't want to work out. I don't want to interrupt my rhythm here. What got me there wasn't that working out is good for me, wasn't that I would feel more energized later. What got me there is that 99 times out of 100, I hear something during a workout, whether it's something a coach or an instructor says, or it's something I hear in a song lyric when I'm working out, that motivates me or that teaches me. So I got my shoes and I went to the studio and I took the class and wouldn't you know, both things happened. I was really moved by something that the instructor said that totally aligned with something Christine Hassler said. And at the same time, while the instructor said this, there was a song playing that I had never heard before, and I'll share it with you and I'll put it in the show notes, that really inspired me. What this instructor said today was that my mind and my body need to be in the same place. And she was talking to the whole class. She just kept saying to us, your mind and your body need to be in the same place. She said, for the next 45 minutes, really work to have your mind right here with your body in this room between these four walls. And it resonated with me because I think we all do this, go through many moments thinking about other moments, 
go through the moment, not in the moment, just passing through, but not really here. And whether I'm thinking about the baby or what I need to do at work or that email I didn't respond to or that thing I forgot to do yesterday or why I ate that thing I ate last night, whatever it is, I'm missing a lot of moments. I felt the same way when I was recording with Christine Hassler in our last episode. She was making the same point that we need to be more present so that we can differentiate more easily between thoughts and intuition. For as long as our minds are just racing, 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 there's so much happening, there's so much noise that we lose the power of discernment. We lose certainty and clarity. I was thinking about those words and I was really working hard in this workout to keep my mind in the room, to keep my mind in the body. And what I mean by that is every time my attention drifted, and it probably did a hundred times in 45 minutes, to what I needed to do next or what I forgot to do this morning or something that happened yesterday or the baby or the house renovation or an invoice that I need to send, I would just come back to my body. Which can feel like a weird thing to do, right? And it's certainly not something that's limited to workouts. But I would really focus on how do my legs feel right now? Can I feel my heartbeat? What's the pace of my breathing? What does that sweat feel like? that I can totally feel in my eyebrow and it's a little annoying, but let me just like notice that sensation. And I was struck as I was driving home how challenging it was for me to be in the moment. Because usually I'm, I'm not in the moment, so I don't really notice, right? So I challenged myself on the drive home to do the same thing to be in the moment. You know, I noticed houses that I've never seen before, even though I've probably driven that route uh, at least a thousand times. And I noticed trees that were in bloom that I hadn't seen. And I noticed dead trees along the side of the road that I hadn't noticed before. And none of those things are super consequential. But what it proved to me is that I'm missing a lot. And you might think, well, who cares if you're missing the scenery on the drive home? But it's not about the scenery on the drive home. It's about the habit of not being in your body, not being in the present moment. Because this happens to me at work, too. I'm doing something. I'm typing something up. I'm putting together a presentation, but I'm thinking about what I need to buy for the nursery. I'm thinking about my checking account balance. I'm thinking about if the chickens have water. Happens in conversation, too. I was thinking about 
one of the most recent social uh, gatherings that I was at the other day, I took my cousin and his girlfriend out to lunch. So it's me, my boyfriend, my cousin, his girlfriend. They had just run a road race. And I kept flipping my phone open to check the time. I wasn't getting on my phone. I wasn't texting. I wasn't on Instagram or anything like that. But like habit, probably. I didn't have anywhere to be. It was a Sunday. I was just flipping my phone open. I'm not engaged in the conversation, in the moment, in the meal when I'm checking the time. Or I would look out at the boats going by because we were eating on the water and I would think about how I hadn't gotten to the beach this year. Or I would think about how I really wanted to go shellfish gathering, whatever the right word is for that. I don't know. Shellfishing? Cohogging is what they call it here on Cape Cod. I don't know why. I wasn't always there. These moments that we live through are full of potential, opportunity. This is life happening right now. As you listen, as you drive, as you work out, as you sit and have a meal with somebody, if you're playing with your kids and you're thinking about work, you're missing it. You are physically there, but you are not present. How often is your mind where your body is? Something that I am excited to work on is catching myself when I'm not in the moment, thinking about yesterday, an hour ago, tomorrow, two hours from now, nine months from now, whatever, bringing back to being right here, right now. What keeps us from presence oftentimes is worry or overthinking. Sometimes it's positive thought. When we ruminate, when we fixate on some idea and we loop it in our minds over and over and over and over, or when we worry, it comes from a desire for more control. We're thinking about these things. We're replaying these things because we want more control. Here's the thing about that. The desire for more control External control, control over your schedule, your productivity, your weight, your choices, is a huge flag that we need more internal support. I'm going to say that again. When we overthink, when we ruminate, when we worry, when we mentally loop on things, when we are in our minds and not in our bodies, it's often coming from a desire for more external control. And the desire for external control is a signal that what we need more of is internal support, peace, mindfulness, calm, presence. Even when you cannot slow down your life, when you cannot slow down your circumstances or your schedule, you can slow down your thoughts. Because you're not getting more done 
by not being present, I would say you're getting less done. You are less efficient. Your relationships are less vibrant and less real. Now, the nature of our mind is to think, sometimes even to worry. It's part of how we survive. That is very much a survival mechanism. We convince ourselves that we can handle it in part by thinking and thinking and thinking and planning and replaying and rehearsing. But there's a difference between surviving and thriving. And we are not here to survive. We are here to thrive. We are here to live. We are here to connect. And if we focus so much on getting through the next thing, surviving, it's often at the expense of truly thriving. Being so caught up in planning the next thing that you miss the current one. Being so caught up in how you respond that you miss the connection in a conversation. Being so caught up in time management and efficiency that you miss a moment, a lot of moments, with people you love. And there are a few things that can take us out of the present. Well, probably more than a few. But some of the most common ones, discursive thinking, is what it's called when we like circle an idea or a past choice. And we just kind of like replay it and we replay it and we replay it. Maybe you got an email that you didn't like or you had an interaction that didn't go well and you just replay it and you replay it and replay it and replay it. I've certainly been guilty of this doesn't give us any traction. It doesn't move us forward. And it keeps us out of the moment. Self-criticism is another thing that can rob us of presence. Whenever we're doing something, we're thinking that we're not doing it well enough or that we don't look good enough or that so-and-so is better than us. We sound stupid. We look fat. What's wrong with me? What should I say? What should I do? How should I stand? Do they like me? Instead of, I'm just here. I'm just here. You know, I intend to do an episode on this, and I haven't yet, but it seems like a sidebar, but this, this self-critical thought being something that robs us of presence is something I've been thinking about a lot because the other day I had a moment I don't even know if I can talk about this without crying. Um, we will blame it on the pregnancy hormones. <laughs> I was about to get into the shower and I saw myself in the mirror and uh, I'm in my fourth month. When this airs, I'll still be in my fourth month. And I'm, I'm definitely starting to show part baby and part three months of saltines. <laughs> and... Um, I didn't like it in that moment and I felt uncomfortable and maybe even a little like fear is probably a strong word but some some lesser version of that and as I showered I just decided I will not be a woman who 
lets negativity about my body rob any moment of joy, especially in pregnancy, but also just period. I choose to go through this with gratitude and acceptance. Doesn't mean every single second I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm beautiful and I look amazing. Because so many moments, getting dressed in the morning, spending time with people, traveling, anything like that can be robbed of presence because of self-critical thoughts. And I see the real threat that negativity about body change in general, but for me right now, body change in pregnancy could have to presence. And I just choose no. That does not mean that I'm not going to have critical thoughts. But it just means I refuse to stay with them. I'm not going to be somebody who says to myself, oh, you shouldn't gain this much weight or, oh, what's going to happen afterwards or, oh, you really shouldn't have those grapes because, no, I just don't want to live that way. I don't want to be that way. And it can rob me of presence and send me into these loops of, oh, my gosh, I look too big. I shouldn't look this big. Other people don't look this big. What are people going to think? Oh, dear. Oh, boy. Where's it going? No. Presence. I'm right here right now, right as I am. It's not about loving it or hating it. It's being in it, being in it without negativity, being in it without drama, being in it to just experience it as it is. Even in those moments that I feel nervous, I can just be in that moment and feel nervous instead of racing to all right, what am I going to do? What next? And you know what? I probably feel this way because of these things that I did before, because of these decisions that I made. But you know what? Now I'm going to do this. And tomorrow I'm going to do this. And then I'm going to do this. And I need to research this. No. I'm just here in this moment feeling physically uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm just present for it. And there will be another moment that's maybe when I act on whether it's a solution or eating a cookie I'll be present in that moment too. I challenge you to audit yourself. How often is your mind where your body is? You are sitting in a meeting. Is your mind there with you? If you are taking a walk, is your mind there with you? If you're playing with your kids, is your mind there with you? If you're eating a meal, is your mind there with you? Kind of random. I want to share with you 10 different ways to kind of ground yourself in presence. But before we do that, I mentioned the song in the Bespoke class. I want you to look it up. It's called Surprise Yourself. And it's a, it's like a upbeat remix because, of course, spin has got to be, you know, pretty fast beat. But it's by Griffin and Manila Killa. True. I'll link to it in the, in the show notes. It's called Surprise Yourself by Griffin and Manila Killa. But you know what it made me think of is surprise yourself by how much easier things become when you become more present. Surprise yourself by how much more clarity you have when you work to 
get out of that cycle of overthinking and spend more time in the moment. You might just surprise yourself. I really think you will. I had a better day today just because of my decision to be present. I got my hair cut today and typically I'm like doing a million work things while I do that. And sometimes it's an efficiency thing and things have to get done. But I also took a few minutes today just to just to be there, to have a conversation with my hairstylist, to sit without doing anything, even for five minutes, to just be there in that. I had never looked around the salon, ever. I didn't know they did manicures and pedicures. Who knew? Just goes to show I wasn't even there a little, even when I was there a lot. All of our moments are full of potential to create the life you want, to feel something, to see something, to connect with somebody. This is life. It happens in the moment. And if you have a pattern of not being there for it, you are missing out on living. And if you feel like your mind is crowded, understand that even when our schedules are crowded and our days are really full, your mind does not have to be. We can slow down and be more present so that it's not thinking, 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 what next, what else? And you'll have so much more clarity. You'll be able to differentiate between intuition and thought. I want to share with you really quickly 10 ways to practice being more present. And it really is about getting distracted 100 times and returning 101. But here are a few things to return to. Listen. If you notice that your mind is wandering, just take 10 seconds to listen to what you hear. Right now I hear the air conditioner. I hear this butane torch thing that the boyfriend is using. I don't usually record in the evening, but it was the only option for me today um, based on other work stuff. So I hear that butane torch. I can hear some cars going by. I actually just heard a paper bag rustling that he had brought in earlier. What do you hear? One of the strategies uh, is something that Christine mentioned in the last episode. Three things you feel, three things you see, three things you hear, three things I see. The lanterns that I love in my office, the blue and white pillow that nicely accents the bookcase, and a bag of grapes. It grounds you in this moment. Three things you feel. I feel really crampy in my abdomen right now. And I feel the table under my foot. And I feel a little tension in my shoulders. It brings you right here. Another way is to meditate. Now, with all of these things, your mind might wander, right? You think about something you see, and then you think, I need to clean it. You just return. Same thing with meditation. You find yourself meditating, and then you're like, I'm thinking about work. You just return. Getting distracted a hundred times 
and returning 101. Breathing. When things were really tough for me a few weeks ago, my sister called and she told me, you know, the exhale is really, really important because it activates the parasympathetic nervous system and relaxes you. So she was like, just focus on the exhale, like strong, full exhales. Could be box breathing. Could be just monitoring your breathing. Anything at all helps you come back. And when you get distracted, you just return. Getting distracted 100 times, returning 101. Really look around you and anchor yourself in your surroundings. Like I said, I did that today at the salon. I didn't even realize they had a whole section for manicures and pedicures I had never even seen before. They had a whole section for like waxing I had never seen before. When I was driving home, there were houses I had never seen before. A body scan. This is something I do when my mind is racing uh, and I'm trying to fall asleep at night. I'll just kind of, with my attention, go through my body from the tip of my head down to my toes. And I'm looking for where I feel something. Like tension usually is what I'm looking for, but you could just focus on what you feel in your body in general. But like if I notice I often have tension between my eyes and I'll really consciously try to relax that. Or maybe I have tension in my jaw. I'll really work to relax my jaw. Tension in my shoulders and I'll spend three to five seconds just working to release that. And I'll say to myself, okay, a little more. And a little bit of the tension will kind of relax and then I'll say just okay a little more and sometimes I'll exhale as I'm trying to release that tension but that's a body scan. Another thing you can do to practice presence is work out really hard like the kind of workout where the only thing you can think about is breathing not dying. I've had a lot of CrossFit workouts like this and one of the reasons that I've said forever that I love CrossFit so much, it's because it's one of the only times in my day where I can't think about anything else. Because you're working so hard, you're not also thinking. You're just moving. Your mind is almost shut off. Push yourself physically. When you can't get out of your head, get into your body, right? Push yourself. You won't be able to be anyplace else. Another great way to practice presence is to stop multitasking. Stop being on Facebook while you eat. Stop texting while you drive. No, seriously, stop that. Stop multitasking. We can actually be way more productive when we only do one thing at a time. And the last thing, which is kind of a summation of all of these, is really work to fully immerse yourself in what you're doing now. Practice this. In every conversation, I am going to try to be so completely here. In every meal, I am going to challenge myself to be completely here. In every task I do for work, I want to challenge myself to be completely here. And and I'll give you guys a tip before we wrap this up. One of the things I do, because I used to think that thinking, thinking, thinking was part of how I would stay organized and not forget. 
and I would ruminate on something so that I didn't forget. So now I always have an app on my phone. Well, I always have a note on my phone. It's the notes app that comes native on the iPhone. Um, and I just jot it down. And you could do this on paper. You can do this on an app. But that kind of allows me to release my fixation on it because it's there. I'm not going to forget. I don't need to figure it out now or I'll put it on my calendar if I have my computer in front of me. If I am thinking, oh gosh, I need to check on this and I need to follow up with this person, I'll just slot it into my calendar for either later or for tomorrow and then it's out of my mind. I can let it go. Delegation is another great way for help with the things that you fixate on, the things that you constantly like, oh my gosh, and I can't, to get, I can't forget to do this and I can't forget to do that. Is there somebody that you can give that to? Sometimes with work, I'll, I'll give this to Sarah because I can't stop thinking about like the Ascend menu and what are we going to do about this and what are we going to do about that? And we need to reach out to this person. Sarah, can you schedule a meeting for us for next week to talk about these five things? That way I don't have to solve them now. And while it doesn't seem directly related to presence, it frees me up more so that I can be. It's removing one of the obstacles to presence. There is a quote that I want to wrap up with. It says, drink your tea slowly and reverently as if it is the axis on which the world revolves. Slowly, evenly, without rushing toward the future, live the actual moment. Only this moment is life. Drink your tea slowly and reverently as if it is the axis on which the world revolves. Slowly, evenly, without rushing toward the future, live the actual moment. Only this moment is life. And looking back, it's evening now as I'm recording this and asking myself, what was I fully present for today? And you know, I would imagine since this is really a new focus of mine, that for a while it's going to be like, not much. But I would challenge you to ask the same question at the end of the day. What was I fully present for? And it's okay if your initial answer is, yeah, not a thing. Because then going into my evening tonight, going into my day tomorrow, what can I do to be more present? I know when I eat dinner, I'm going to really try to be present. As I lay in bed, I'm going to really try to be present. As I talk to my boyfriend, I'm going to really try to be present. And I hope you will too. Don't forget that if you want to take part in these next few weeks of free group coaching before we open up registration for the Fall 12 Weeks to Transformation, I'd love to get to know you better. Go to primalpotential.com forward slash transform or the show notes for today's episode, primalpotential.com forward slash 648, and you'll be on the list and you will get them at least every Monday with a couple extra bonuses thrown in too. Make today amazing, be present, and I'll chat with you soon. 
Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there.